it just generates so much excitement. Thanks to the off the ball. We took Emma off your hands. Okay, Karen on as a water girl. We're trying to get Karen on as a player. Yeah? <laughs> There's some things you just can't change. Subscribe to the Koi Gig Pod on the Off the Ball app now. Rugby Daily on Off the Ball. With Deliveroo, get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, the latest on Anton Dupont, whose World Cup participation hangs by a thread. We hear two from Paul O'Connell following Ireland's captain's run at a soggy start to France. And Eddie Jones has gotten the last thing he needs at this World Cup, sympathy from Warren Gatland. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First today, the most routine of wins came at a huge cost for France last night. 14 tries were scored in a 96-0 drubbing of Namibia in Marseille. But the main story from that game revolves around one man who departed early in the second half. It was confirmed this morning that the France captain Antoine Dupont suffered a maxillozygomatic fracture to his jaw in a challenge from Namibia's own captain, Johan Dazel. Dupont was immediately taken to hospital following the challenge and has today returned to Toulouse to consult with specialists there regarding his route forward. In the city's Purpon Hospital, he'll meet with Professor Nicolas Sans, head of radiology there. And from there, Dupont will consult with Professor Frederick Lowers the chief of maxillofacial surgery at the hospital. If surgery is indeed required, then DuPont's World Cup is almost certainly over. France's next Poulet game is against Italy on Friday, October 6th, with a quarter-final against either the Springboks or Ireland, back at the Stade de France nine days after that. Maxime Lucou, who started against Uruguay, and Baptiste Quiu are DuPont's backups in the France squad. Johan Dazel today apologised for the tackle that's left the entire host nation on tenterhooks. Everything happened very quickly, he said, and I could not position my head quickly enough, which led to a blow to the head. I know the rules and I immediately realised that I was in the wrong, said Dazel. I sent my best wishes and apologies to Antoine personally and through the French team doctor. He's a great player and a great personality and I wish him a speedy recovery, he concluded. Naturally, the DuPont injury is a topic of conversation ahead of every game this weekend, including Ireland's meeting with the Springboks. Ireland forwards coach Paul O'Connell was asked today about DuPont at the Stade de France. Yeah, it was disappointing for him. He's obviously a brilliant player. He's on unbelievable form. He makes them, I think, you know, a lot of teams play very similar rugby, but he, he makes them very unpredictable. He's very unorthodox in how he plays the game. He runs across the pitch. He kicks off both feet. Um, he's very strong in, in the tackle for a scrum half. Um, so he gives them a real unpredictable edge to their attack. And um, if he's gone, there's no doubt he'll be he'll be a loss. Um, it'd be a shame to see to see to see if he's out of if he's out of the tournament because he's a brilliant tape player and he adds to the tournament. So um, I hope he's okay. See what happens in the quarterfinals. All 33 members of the Ireland squad were part of today's captain's run, increasing the hope that Jack Conan will be fit to play Scotland in a fortnight's time. O'Connell, meanwhile, was asked today what kind of performance it will take to beat the Springboks. That's going to take a big performance for sure. They're, they're an, an excellent side. Um, they've been together a long time as a group, uh, together a long time as a coaching group as well, and they obviously understand how they want to play and how they want to deal with certain situations in the game. They've, uh, I think they've developed their game since the last World Cup and developed their game a lot since, since last autumn in particular. Um, so it, our boys are under no doubt about how big a challenge it is. 
Um, you know, they obviously present a big physical challenge. I think we present a big physical challenge as well. And they present a real tactical challenge as well. You know, they're, they're a very smart side. And that's probably one of the things you admire most about them is, is the smarts they can bring along with their physicality. So uh, um, I think it's a strength of our side as well. So, um, you know, we... we, we we speak about uh, this Irish team and what this Irish team stands for, and uh, uh, I think they've got to bring everything they've brought to the big occasions they've been in in the last few few years. You know, we've you know we've had a Test series decider down in New Zealand in, in Wellington. Uh, we've had a Grand Slam decider. Um, you know, we've had uh, a tough uh, autumn series against uh, some very tricky opposition and. The boys have always found a way and figured it out, and it's a real strength of theirs. So they're going to have to they're going to have to play super well tomorrow, but they're also going to have to figure things out. and uh, And uh, it's something I really enjoy watching them do when 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 they have a challenge in front of them, how they manage to figure it out as a group, and uh, they're going to have to do that at the weekend. The box, of course, also had their run out in Saint Denis today with assistant coach Mizwandile Stick having a steely outlook on tomorrow night's clash. We have uh, really grown as a team, you know, since since 2016. I know it was a good series for us, winning 2-1 in South Africa. And 2017, I was not part of the team. We know the results in 2017. And we've managed to play against them last year, you know. And uh, away from home, like I always say to you, is that they are a well-organised uh, nation. A lot of things are functioning well in their country. So when they play at home, they're playing in their best territory, but World Cup is a different story, you know. So we're not playing at they're not playing at home. We're not playing at home. And once again, if you look at the history when it comes to the field where we're playing, 2007, this is where we had a good record. I'll never forget uh, our former president Tabombeki with John Smith at that time. I was a supporter watching at home in New Brighton. I will never forget those images. You know, there's a good history when it comes to the field here. Yeah. And the last game we played here. Yeah, against France, if you remember, on the 84th minute, Bongi scored that winning try, you know. So it goes back to the point that I've mentioned about how we normally do things, you know. We found, we found, we, we travel, we could travel us, you know. And I don't want to talk too much about Ireland and how they do things, but I can tell you one thing, we will be prepared for this game and irrespective of the conditions. Uh, but once again, we're just here to represent our country. So whatever it takes, we'll make sure that we do what's best for South Africa. Former Munster centre Damien Delende was also part of today's press conference and was asked what he took from his time with the province. I think for me personally, it helped me with my micro skills um, in terms of uh, probably um, getting connected with the team a lot better. Um, and I think uh, Jacques, Coach Jacques, Rassi, Stoker and Felix have put a big emphasis on that as well. I think they also, I know Stoker wasn't there at Munster, but I think the, the way we've been coached now and the way we've gone forward these past couple of seasons, um, our uh, individual skill development has increased a lot. So um, For me, I learned a bit of that at Munster, but I've improved a lot under our coaching staff here as well, which has been pretty awesome. Back to Ireland, and O'Connell insists the Springboks haven't received any more attention than Ireland's other pool opponents in preparation for tomorrow's game. You know, we've known our pool opponents for quite some time, so uh, so there's been plenty of chat about it. There's been plenty of of days where we've had a bit of a focus on on the teams within the pool um, to figure out what they're about and what we need to be about on that day. But um, and the fact that we've known for a little longer. 
um, means you have you have more time, but it, it hasn't been massively different. You know, I, I think one of the things you, you can't do on these occasions is is move away from how you prepare and move away from what you stand for. You know, you have to tweak things a little bit um, so that you so that you're ready for the opposition for sure, but. You know, I think that's one of our big strengths is is our understanding of of what we're about and how we go about delivering that. It's you know, it, it's hard enough every week ensuring that we deliver what we stand for. You know, so there's certainly a focus on the opposition, but I would say not as much as you guys would think. As mentioned here on Rugby Daily yesterday, Wallabies head coach Eddie Jones has dropped out half Carter Gordon for their must-win Pool C clash with Wales. Gordon had started both of Australia's pool matches so far, but Jones is reported to have lost faith following the defeat to Fiji. Ben Donaldson switches from fullback to fly half with Andrew Kellaway starting at fullback. Scrum half Tate McDermott returns following a concussion while Tom Hooper switches from open side to blindside flanker. The Wallabies only win since Jones' return came against Georgia in their first pool match in France. Defeat on Sunday will leave them hoping for favours from elsewhere to reach the quarterfinals and could ultimately cost the head coach's job. Jones, though, wasn't to be drawn on his future today. Well, at the end of the World Cup, there'll be a there'll be a review mate and given the results we've had then maybe Australian rugby doesn't want to keep me that's that's the reality of the job I I live in mate and I understand that are you fearful of that? no are you committed? I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about catching against Wales this week mate are you committed to catching the I'm just worried about catching Wales this week that's a pretty simple question Wallabies I'm just catching about committed to catching Wales this week I'll take that you're not committed to all of these next year. No, that's well, not the answer I gave you, mate. Eddie, do you feel like you um, by ushering through all this change, uh, do you feel like you, you've made not necessarily the job harder for yourself, but you've had to do something that other people haven't been prepared to do? Well, some, sometimes, yeah, and, and coaching's like this, and I don't try to make myself out as a saint, but sometimes you've got to do, take, take some hard decisions to get the results further down the track. And I've got no doubt we'll win on Saturday, Sunday. Probably Saturday's too early. I've got no doubt we'll win on Sunday. Got no doubt. The way the team's prepared, the way they've come together, I've got no doubt we'll win on Sunday. But if we don't, then sometimes you've got to do, do the work that allows you to be successful further down the track. I don't know of any team that you can come in and blow magic over. You've got to you've got to go through a process, and you've got to find out what's wrong with the team, and then you've got to try to address those problems. So, I sit here very comfortably, feeling like I'm doing the job I should be doing. Now, I know people are upset about it, and I understand that, and I would be too if I was a fan, because the results aren't good enough. But sometimes you got to. There's some pain before you get some success. Given the mind games in which they've previously indulged, probably the last thing Jones needed today was sympathy from Wales head coach Warren Gatland. You mentioned the stick Eddie Jones has been getting. Do you feel a bit for him that where he's at and inheriting this team? No. Why not? Oh, look, that was a bit of a joke in terms of, uh, you know, as coaches we all come under pressure at, at times and, you know, that's part of the job. And, and in fairness to Eddie, you know, he's... He's, he's trying to take as much pressure as he can off those players in terms of saying that um, you know he's responsible for the performance and the results and saying things aren't good enough. Um, I understand where he's at. He's, a, he's in a building process. And probably if you look at three teams in this World Cup, we're all in different strategies. I mean, 
he's made a number of changes and um, uh, you know pick a young team going forward. We've got, probably got a little bit of a balance with a, a lot of younger players and some experience there that probably won't be there after this World Cup and and England are in a you know, slightly different strategy as well. So, um, yeah, so, look, I understand have been in those situations in the past and, and you know, you sometimes try and... The thing at the moment is that there's not a lot being said in the press or about the players. And there's no criticism sort of really being aimed at the players. It's all been focused on Eddie and he's probably more than comfortable for that to happen as, you know, I've been in the past as well. Gatland has reverted to the team that started in their opening win over Fiji, having made a dozen changes for the victory over Portugal. That team has Liam Williams starting at full-back. Lewis Rees-Zamet and Josh Adams are on the wings. George North continues in the centre, where he's partnered by Nick Tompkins. Dan Bigger starts at out-half, with Gareth Davies at scrum-half. In the front row, then, it's Gareth Thomas, Ryan Elias and Thomas Francis. Will Rowlands packs down alongside Adam Beard, who'll win his 50th cap in the second row on Sunday. Aaron Wainwright starts a blindside flanker. Jack Morgan captains the team from the open side. And Salupe Falatau will start at number eight. Finally, a word on the meeting of the box and Ireland tomorrow evening. Former Ireland captain Brian O'Driscoll was asked on this evening's off the ball if he had any issue with the South Africa 7-1 split on the bench. I have no problem with it. I, I, and I, I actually don't understand the... the the fallout over it and listen everyone is entitled to to their opinion on it and I will listen to, to what others are saying and I've heard Matt Williams talk about it and Keith Wood talking about it but I, I disagree with them I, I think that it's um, it's an interesting component to the game yes it's, there's a nervousness around the ferociousness of the game and that's not going away but you know is it fair to limit a team you know a team's strengths by demanding that they have X amount of cover in you know in certain positions versus others. I don't think that's World Rugby's call to make. I think that's a decision where you've got you know um, Reinach who can play on the wing, who can play at scrum half. You've got uh, Quagga Smith who you know is, is a comes from the seven circuit, can play you know across the back row, could probably play pretty comfortably in most backline positions. If push came to shove, so. I think you'd be surprised. They'll actually actually have a bit more athletic cover in positions than you might than the seven one might suggest. But more power to them. Good luck, and and let's see how the how the chips fall. Um, see how, how you know how it how it unfolds as uh, the game goes on. Whether it's very attritional early on, whether someone does pick up an injury, and then you know we'll be talking about it in a completely different context if it backfires, backfires on them. So. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's it's good. I, I, if anything, I think these sort of things are good for the game because they're talking points. They're changing things up. You do last thing you want it to be sterile and and the same. And I think you know definitely if if we were you know one of the more physical uh, brace of you know large teams, we would definitely not be shooting ourselves but saying, oh, I don't know if this is right, if this is immoral. We would be playing to our strengths, and so um, yeah, and so they should be. To hear more of that chat between Bod and Will, you can become an Off The Ball member right now. To keep these podcasts coming and flowing free in your OTB rugby feed, just subscribe to that feed and I will talk to you with more Rugby Daily and reaction from across the weekend on Monday. Till then, have a brilliant weekend.